Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car... Use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. During the episode, you just hear like us slurping and like, ASMR and like cans hitting noon. the table. <laughs> sponsored by High Noon. No, I wish. I wish this was sponsored by High Noon. High Noon. Like if you're listening, like sponsor me. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Happy Hour. They probably already know the audio quality is probably like amazing, wonderful, <laughs> perfect. We are in the coolest place right now. Guys, this episode is going to be the best episode yet, and we are with one of my best friends, another host of a podcast, Cash. Wow. That's the first time I've gotten that introduction because yeah. it's new now. Fellow it's podcast real. host. Wow. Wait, I love that you have such a podcast voice. You think I do? Oh, we were just having a full we conversation. We turn it on. You turn it on. Mm. Hey, what? everyone. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's Gretchen, and welcome to Happy Hour. I'm instantly happier than I was two seconds ago. (laughs) Okay, so it's always like a happy hour, like happy vibes, but this is like a legit happy hour, you guys, because we have our high noons in hand. As we should. It's a real happy hour. So if you're listening to this, if you're not driving, grab your favorite beverage and (laughs) sip along, baby. Yeah, have a happy hour with us. But obviously we're joined by Kat today. This is so exciting. I'm going to like cry in this episode because I feel even more. I feel like I almost cried when we were recording my show together, so I'm going to sob. Because I feel like comfortable and like just talking about how proud I am of you. But if you guys don't know who Kat is, you should. So tell us a little bit about you. So I'm Gretchen's favorite person in the entire world. Um, Other than that. (laughs) Other than Brody. (laughs) Huge fan of Brody. Number one (laughs) fan, actually. Um, I am from Massachusetts. I went to Boston University with Gretchen. That's how we met. When I got to BU, I managed the BU men's ice hockey team. Then I transitioned to be their on-camera reporter. Um, Me and Gretchen obviously met through her boyfriend who played for the team that I worked for. And my whole life, I've just wanted to do, like, media. I never really knew what I wanted to do. Like, to be honest, when I was growing up, I was like, I want to be an actress or a singer. And I'm like, I was a pretty good actress, but I kept getting weird parts And then I was like, I feel like people are going to bully me because I have these weird parts. So I stopped acting. And then I was a singer. And I'm like, I'm okay singing, but I cannot hit these notes like Ariana Grande. So, like, I'm never going to make it as a singer. And then I stopped singing. And then I, like, grew up and I was, like, sad. So I was like, oh, I just want to be famous. I just want to be famous. But then, like, social media became a thing. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I can actually make something out of myself through having no talent. So here I am. I made my own show. (laughs) And now I just moved away from home like a week ago. I'm living in New York City, which is 
absolutely crazy to say. I am. I just started my first show with Barstool Sports, which is even crazier to say. I feel like I had 10 9 noon saying that out loud, but I haven't. <laughs> but yeah, I guess that's my life. I guess that's my new life description is I'm the host of a Barstool Sports show called Chicks University. So exciting. <laughs> I know it must be like a dream come true. We'll talk all about like how it came about. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a little bit about Kat. I guess you could say your Instagram handle if they want to find you, but I know it's kind of like long. Yeah, it's kind of tricky. It's, it's it it's Kitty, but Kitty was taken, so it's Kid A, and it's K I, and then once you get to the T's, you double everything. So it's K I T T A A Y Y E E, and my show is Chicks University, just at Chicks University on Instagram, and those are my handles for everything. I have TikToks for both, Twitters for both. Um, Twitter for Chicks University is Chicks Uni. Chicks University was too long. Gonna need to talk to Twitter about that. But yeah, that's my handles for everything. YouTube channel is Catherine Ellis Media, and the Chicks University shows will be up on Barstool's Chicks YouTube page. Yes, and we just recorded for, or not recorded, I guess filmed for Kat's show, Chicks University. So you guys should definitely check that out. Like she said, it's going to be on YouTube. So let's talk about how we met, which we're both like a little bit blurry on. (laughs) (laughs) It was a happy hour instance. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So we definitely met just through like the hockey team, I would say in general. And like obviously Kat working for them and me just like being around them. I feel like my group of friends was just like close friends with the hockey guys and obviously when I started to date Max and we came to the conclusion the other day it must have been (laughs) out at a bar we think like the initial meeting was out at a bar for sure and he was I feel like Max was probably just like this is our manager and Mm -hmm. you were probably like hi like I feel like every single one of the guys when they had a girlfriend or like had just started talking to a girl they would introduce me to them for two reasons one the girls all hated me before they knew me because they thought I was like trying to get with their boyfriends and I'm like no 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 like they're my brother like I'm it's not like that we're a team Mm -hmm. and I'm like I'm on your side girl (laughs) and then also just because like so many girls especially the guys with long distance girlfriends like want to meet BU girls that are like cool and nice and easy to get along with so they would always introduce me to the girlfriends and it was just like so funny that I was so close with them like the minute there was like a serious girl in their life they'd introduce me to them when I was out and I'd be like you guys this is a lot of pressure like I my hands I'm double fisting vodka sodas but like I would meet all the girls yeah so that is definitely how we met we just like don't (laughs) I wish I could give a more in-depth description But I do. Then after we met, Max started leaving tickets for Gretchen for the games. And at the time, my job, one of my job, um, one of my jobs for my job was leaving the players' tickets for their guests, and I had to handwrite them out. So when I would leave Gretchen's tickets, I would do Gretchen loves beauty, and then I'd like write her a message inside and be like, "Hi, ha." And then like we just would like see each other at the games, and I'd be on the bench and I'd just wave up to her, and we'd be like, "He." That's literally when we like first started talking went before I came to New York today. Max was like, yeah, all I remember is when I would tell Kat to leave you a ticket, she would get all excited and write Gretchen Loves Beauty. I'm yeah, like, yes, because I that's what the, all the boys called you, Gretchen Loves Beauty. So <laughs> now I just do what the guys say. Like, if they call another guy by their last name, that's what I do. So, like, Max is Willie to me, so I'm yeah. still getting used to calling him Max. I know Jake is YZ And, yeah, me. my boyfriend's YZ to you, so <laughs> it's, like, the same thing. So the boys are like, oh, GLB, is GLB coming to the game? Like, I'm writing the tickets. Oh, yeah. I'm like, he literally writes down Gretchen Garrity, and I'm like, GLB. <laughs> You're like, Smiley no, I don't think heart, so. XOXO. <laughs> yeah, so we just like 
met through that and became friends I feel like we just had like a very similar friend group we were saying on your show I feel like we're very similar people so we just Mm -hmm. like hit it off quick we love having fun going out everything like that so yeah that's how we met and then right now like I said we're in New York City baby (laughs) the city that never sleeps the biggest of apples the city that never sleeps and that's because Kat just moved here like she said she's hosting her show here which is so exciting so I know she said a little bit but Chicks University I mean I'm sure she can speak more but in my mind it's so cool it's just like How I would describe it to someone is if you are a girl in college, like looking at colleges, you're going to get all the tea, all the 411 about the college. She's going to have all sorts of guests on there from all these different colleges to tell you like the go-to spots, like what you should expect, what you should wear here, there to class out, everything like that. So it's like everything about college for the girls. And I think it's so awesome because I don't think there's anything else like it. Yeah. Basically the whole idea behind it became me. When I was looking for colleges, I was searching everything I could about the schools that I was interested in, and there really was, like, nothing about the colleges. Like, here and there, there might be one, like, dorm tour on it, but it was outdated. And what really was out there, I don't know if anybody's going to know this, was I'm Schmacked, which were these videos that were, like, music video type of videos by this company called I'm Schmacked. And they would just go to schools and throw massive parties and they would just recap it. So it basically was just like a video that was like a highlight party for the school. And I just wanted to go to a fun school. So I was like, that was like enough for me for like inside content. (laughs) But what like really transitioned it was like I like picked like a big party school and then I didn't like it. And then I was trying to pick another school to transfer to and there still wasn't anything. So that was two three years ago now that and I was just like there needs to be some kind of like inside source to what it's actually like to go to school places when you go on the college tour with your parents they show you all the fluff they show you all the stuff that's impressive on paper about the school I never went to the library at Boston University I couldn't tell you where it was I don't even know if we have one I don't know if we have five I didn't go to a a library once and we probably visited every single one that was there and it's just like that's not the stuff I guess like libraries are relevant but like it's not the stuff that actually mattered I had no idea where people would go out I didn't even know where to live I, I lived on like one end of campus and was completely alone and moved to another end of campus and it was so much more campus like and like met all my friends because I switched to the other side of campus and it's like you don't know that stuff about colleges until you go there Mm -hmm. and experience it yourself or if you have a friend there or you have like a big sister that already goes there that can tell you the inside scoops and that's exactly why I created the show is so I can be that big sister to everybody so all of the guests that I bring on can tell you what it's really like to be a student at their respective school and tell you everything that actually matters about the school not the stuff that you google and they bring up all the famous alumni like okay they're gone that doesn't impact my life anymore so that was the whole idea behind the school just completely unfiltered tell you the real stuff about it if the food sucks they're not going to act like it's the best dining hall in the U.S. That's the whole idea behind it. Um, Yeah, I really want to bring in a different guest every single show with either a different experience or from a different school and just can give perspective on their experiences of their life to everyone listening and hopefully help out all of the listeners in so many different aspects of life, not just the cookie cutter stuff. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, you get the real tea. Exactly. All of the real tea. All of this is the frat you need to watch out for. This is the bar you can go to underage. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I love that you're so passionate about it because we both have been through the four years of college and have learned the hard way through everything. And it's like we both wish that we had this show to look at as like a resource for college. 100%. Wear this, don't there's, wear there's this. nothing else like yeah. it. The closest you can get is someone like you who vlogs about their experience mm-hmm. at the school and we'll do like a room tour of their tour. But it's like even our school, every single dorm was different. Every single building was so different. So it's like unless you go right into your dorm, into into that building, mm-hmm. you're not going to have a similar experience to you. So it's yeah. like that's why you need this. I know, I'm sure a lot of people watched my freshman dorm tour and then ended up on the other end of campus and it was That was me. Different. I was on Bay State Road. Yes. Like, so And I was like, where West. am I? Like, w- like, where did Gretchen go to school? Because she didn't go to my school. Here. And then I walked by you. I'm like, oh, maybe she does go here. Yeah. Side note, <laughs> if you're going to Boston University, West is the best. Yes. And, like, seriously, oh it is because it feels like a campus over there. There's some grass. There's some greenery. I lived near – like, that's, like, another thing I didn't know is I picked my housing based on where – the College of Communication was. I lived near the College of Communication. My whole first year and a half, I didn't even have a, a class in the College of Communication because I was doing general education classes. So, so it didn't even, even it didn't there. even matter. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to walk so far if I live on the other side of campus. I moved three weeks later to the other side of campus because I was like, there's no point in being here. I'm so isolated, so lonely. And it's like, I knew no one at the school to tell me that. Mm-hmm. I know. It's like if you don't have the older sister or friend there. Mm-hmm. That's why they need your show. Yep. Okay, so tell us something you're happy about this week. I'm sure I can guess. But <laughs> I I genuinely, like, can't even pick one thing. This past week has actually been the best week of my whole entire life. Like I said, this is the type of thing that I've wanted to do my whole entire life. And I just feel like within this last year, I really narrowed down and like nailed the fact that it's a show to help girls navigate their life. Well, people, but like my girls. I love my girls. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I'm doing something that I genuinely love and it actually matters and can help people is so cool. And being at Barstool Sports is a company I've watched for years. It started in Massachusetts where I'm from. I've met people from Barstool so many years ago and just like this has always been my end goal for a company especially after trying out other companies and realizing I'm so not meant for corporate life and that's not to downgrade corporate life at all it's just there's people who are great in those work situations and people who aren't and I'm not I've always been creative I've always wanted to like do my own thing I do my best work when I'm just like individual and have my own mind working on it and the fact that I got into this company that is truly like we trust you do whatever you want let's see how it goes is the most incredible thing in the entire universe so starting here this past week has been a dream come true filming my first episode with you I guess if I had to pick a peak that would that would be a peak um just you coming here and filming with me because Gretchen was the first person that I ever ever mentioned the show to and she was like I think that would be great And the fact that, like, I really worked towards it for a full year and made it happen is just, like, absolutely incredible. And I'm just, like, honestly proud of myself. And this was, like, the first experience in my life where I really manifested something and it came true. And now I just, like, believe in that so wholeheartedly and, like, really encourage people to, like, write down their dreams and their goals and their aspirations and every single day be like, what did I do today to get towards that? Because now that I'm sitting here, I moved my whole life to New York City, like, for a dream job. Like, the fact that this is my job, I get so sad going home every day. 
So I couldn't literally couldn't be happier here doing what I love. So that is my happy thing for the week. I think I like beat everybody for having a good week this week. I mean, <laughs> not every not every week is this good. This has genuinely been the best week of my whole entire life. Aww, that's so cute. I was getting emo when you were talking about how you've just manifested this show and it literally is like your dream come true because I think about I can close my eyes and like see us sitting outside in Boston on the deck and you being like okay so I have this like crazy idea of this yep. thing I want to do and I'm like what is it like tell me and I was so scared to tell Gretchen because I was just like I don't know once you tell somebody it's like it makes it real it's out there it's real if you if I told the wrong person they could have taken it. I mean, you could have legit taken it and ran with it and it could like could have been a thing for a year now. And she just sat there and was just like, this is an amazing idea. How can I help? Like, what advice do you need? And also, I don't even want to discredit you because you're like, I manifested it, which you did. Like, you're always, like, consciously thinking about it, working towards it. But you also worked really freaking hard. Yeah. And, like, that's what I told Kat, too. I'm like, okay, you have this end goal. I think this is really good, really good advice for everyone. You have this end goal. Maybe it's having a show at this company. But it's like let's start like working towards that already and mm-hmm. being really proactive so mm-hmm. I'm like for you that's like getting a show like up and running on your own and mm-hmm. showing that like you're working for it because having something to show to a company instead of just being like oh I have this idea of what I want to do no like show me what yep. you've already done and that's exactly what I had to do so mm-hmm. I pitched the show to three women at Barstool that I had previously been in contact with and literally physically mailed them a like packet description of the show sent them thumbnails with recordings of me pitching the show and kind of giving like a trailer teaser vibe about it but then I had nothing I didn't have an actual episode of the show it was just the pitch Mm -hmm. and the response I got was like this is a great idea but we don't pick up shows that don't exist like start it on your own like do it so I literally went home and built a studio out of my vacant basement got a rug painted the walls cleaned it out got studio furniture learned how to work podcasting equipment all with the branding idea of barstool sports the whole name of the show the way that i filmed it where i produced it what content and um social media platforms that i put it out on like it all was following that company's vibe i studied the company I studied what direction they're trying to go where they have a gap in the company like that is exactly how I curated the whole entire show and I did it completely by myself I was my own videographer I was my own producer editor host found all the guests it was so much work and it's like I finished college with a degree at an amazing university and I was like no I need to do this right now because if I jump into a job I'm not going to do this full time and it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so then it ended up happening and then I ended up getting my foot in the door here and they're like, all right, let's do it at Barstool. Let's see what happens. So yeah, it's like everybody can talk about good ideas and having good ideas, but until you do it and you show people and you prove to people that you can do it and it can be great, no one's going to believe you. Yeah, like they have to see it. That's so smart you were saying, even as you were doing it on your own before you – came to Barstool and were like, okay, this is my show. We're doing it. 
you had such a clear vision of mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to make sure all of this like aligns with their values, even how their shows look, how they're produced, everything like that. So it only makes sense for them to take it on. It's not like you're doing something completely different mm-hmm. and they're like, nah, that doesn't really like vibe yep. here. And the whole time I did it, I was like, I was considering other companies, but I was like, I don't like the way they do it. I don't think what I want to do is going to align with how they do their stuff. And this was the company that it did. So the fact that they they picked it up and they're like, yeah, let's do it here. Like, then you can do basically whatever you want with it. Have the direction of it go whatever you want. Like, that – and, like, have whoever you want on it is just, like, absolutely incredible. And that's why, like, from the start it was Barstool. Yeah. I feel like people can say shit about Barstool or, mm-hmm. like, be controversial in a way, you know? But it's, yeah. like, no one can argue with the fact that you have so much freedom for creativity here so much I have a really hot take and I'm gonna say it say it because why not I like I, I need to say it I have worked many many internships paid unpaid for many traditional sports media media companies this company treats me the best out of any company I have ever worked for no matter how professional no matter how established they are. They treat everybody equally. They are like, do whatever you want. If you kill it, you can keep doing it. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that anywhere else. No other media company would have given me the creative freedom that I have here as a 22-year-old. Like, traditional sports media, you got to work your way up. It is a complete totem pole, and you have to grind. You have to go move to some small town you've never heard of to be on a station that you've never heard of and wake up at 4 a.m. to cover it just to get maybe one day be one of the two women that are on sports media and it's like if that's what I was end all be all goal passionate about I know I could have done that and would have worked to it but I was like I have so much personality that's just being suppressed doing reporting sideline reporting and I didn't want to do that anymore and like I knew that this is the stupidest thing ever But I knew the moment that I announced I was going to Barstool, it was going to close doors for me with other media companies, Mm -hmm. which is the dumbest thing ever. I understand that there's been way back in the past, there's been histories of comments that are offensive, whatnot, by employees. But it's like the fact of the matter is, look at where it is now. Mm -hmm. Look at how the people who work at the company talk about the company and listen to them. Because I know every single woman here feels appreciated And that's something I haven't felt at any other media company I've ever worked for. Appreciated, respected. That's That's a huge one too. And most of my coworkers are males. Mm -hmm. They they don't prioritize males over females in any way. There's way more females here than you think. Just because they're not on camera, there's way more females. But that's not to say they don't put females on camera. They're trying to. That's why they hired me. They're trying to bring more females in. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like so respected by everybody here. And it is just like the genuine best feeling to not feel like I'm a girl in a male-dominated world, which is what I felt the last five years working in the industry I did. Damn. And I feel like so many people would have that like preconceived notion about Barstool. Even me coming in as an outsider, mm-hmm. I'm walking in the doors like, okay, I guess everyone's just going to be a boy. Like I bet Kat's the only girl there. And I'm like pleasantly surprised. Like there's so many women here. Yeah. And I so 
agree with you like such good vibes here yeah very good environment and everyone that has shit to say about Barstool, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> it's pff, you and me both, sister. I mean, if people have something to say, it means they care, period. But people, I genuinely think traditional sports media is jealous of Barstool sports. I think they're jealous of the way that they have completely soaking up media. Athletes love Barstool sports. Hockey players, both of our boyfriends, love spitting chiclets. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason for it. Like, they're not I get, love it. They, yeah, same. <laughs> It's like they really let the players express themselves for who they really are. They're not just asking them, like, their Spotify playlist. Like, it's like they genuinely want them to express themselves. And that's something that traditional media has never done before. Like, Barcelona changed the game. And you either are on it and you jump on board with it and you're like, this is really cool, media is changing, let's get on board with it. Or they're jealous of it. They're jealous of the immediate progression people can have here yeah. as on-air talents as personalities and then they bash on it because they're, and they're like cynical and angry and, and that is like ten thousand percent what i think is like the prop the like media's problem with it and like continually hating on it and pulling up a video from 10 years ago like it's just like it's change it's and it's different. crazy because you talk about from like an employee perspective working here how you're way more disrespected and mistreated in other places in the past than you are here. Yes, by like 10,000%. I can't, like our CEO is the most badass woman I've ever met in my entire life and she's the only female supervisor I've had yet. Damn. Out of all of the companies I've worked for. So misogynistic that. Interrupting super quick to tell you guys about flex. I don't know about you guys, but for me, it is the most frustrating thing when I'm on my period, which I am this week, so that's why I'm thinking about it right now. It's how often I have to change my tampon. The longevity of them is my number one complaint because I just have to remember to switch them. You can only keep them in for a short period of time. If you know, you know. So this is where flex comes in clutch for me personally. But if you want a period product that looks out for your lifestyle, your body, and the planet, you've got to try flex. So if you didn't know, Flex is innovating period care with products that are body safe, made for comfort, and made to keep you moving. There's the Flex Disc, which is a one-time use menstrual disc that fits perfectly inside your body, and one Flex Disc can actually be worn for up to 12 hours and holds as much flow as three super tampons. That's what initially drew me to it since I can leave it in for twice as long as a tampon, and it's not a cup, and it's better than a tampon, so it's unlike any other period product you've seen before. You can wear it for mess-free period sex, which is a plus, and it's smaller than a tampon when inserted. By the way, I swear I have way less cramps using it as opposed to tampons, which obviously I love. And Flex discs also create 60% less waste when compared to pads and tampons, so you can feel good about it and consider using Flex an environmental good deed. And if you want to go zero waste and have the planet love you even more, you can pick up the Flex Cup. So Flex Cup is a reusable menstrual cup that Cosmo actually rated number one. The patented pull tab makes Flex the only cup on the market that removes like a tampon. So it's so easy. You already know how to use it and it's made with beginners in mind which I really appreciated since it was the first cup I actually ever used. It's velvety soft, completely body safe, and lasts for years. With helpful videos and in-depth diagrams available to walk you through the entire process, you'll never go back to products from the past once you try Flex. So say goodbye to cramps, put sex back on the table, and lend mother nature a hand. Go to flexfits.com slash happy hour and use code happy hour for 20% off Flex Disc Starter Kits or 10% off your first Flex Cup. Plus, free U.S shipping that's happy hour at flex f-l-e-x fits.com slash happy hour and now let's get back into the episode okay so do you have a happy quote for us like happy 
idea, like a quote you live by, anything like that. Do you know your personality type, by the way? No. I'm what so does that curious. mean? I'm a Pisces. Is that what that means? Wait, I'm. Wait, we knew that because our birthdays are so close to each other. Maybe that's why we're so similar because we're yeah, both Pisces. Yeah, Pisces. Wait, a quote. I feel like I have one and I'm just blanking right now. I'm going to have you take this personality test later because I okay. think we would be like the same almost. I think, actually, I think you're ESFP. I'm ENFP. I'm My, ENFP. Yeah. You guys are similar. That's why we're, we get each other. Wait. What I've really been trying to focus on lately because I've been going through such like a transitional time period in my life is enjoying the season that I'm in I think that stems from a quote that I've paid attention to and listened to my whole entire life which is life is not about waiting for the storm to pass it's about learning to dance in the rain and that came to me like a very young point in my life and there's like a very big meaning behind that in my life but now that I've gotten older I've really thought about it and it's just like enjoy all the parts of your life whether they're good they're bad like you're happy you're sad there's a reason that you're feeling that way and it's just like take time to really recognize the space that you're in like I remember when I was spending time with my boyfriend right before I was leaving and I kept crying and I was like every single night I was crying and I was so sad and I was like we've never done long distance like how are we gonna do long distance and then like it hit me and I was like I need to just enjoy my time with him right now and not willow about what's us being apart for a little while it's mm-hmm. like I need to be happy about the space I'm in then that transitioned to me being like you know what I am happy I'm I'm going to chase my dreams I'm not leaving to go do some job that I absolutely hate I'm not getting sent away somewhere like I'm like I'm going to chase my dreams and then in two weeks he's going to chase his and like that is absolutely incredible it's why we started dating so it's just like even though we're apart we're both so happy right now because we're just like dream chasing and I think that's the coolest thing ever is like there's beauty in everything and just really pay attention to like where you are and recognize how you feel in the space that you are I feel like I've been feeling that recently too just finding the joy and the peace of the moment everything are going to be things that you don't like right now there's always going to be things going on that maybe you're not Mm -hmm. happy about or you want to change but it's like focus on like maybe you wish you and your boyfriend weren't long distance right now but But you're also really joyful do I but then it's like we weren't long distance last four months and I was doing nothing and I was so bored and I Mm -hmm. like was like I could be doing so much more in my life so there's reasons that there's good and bad life can't be perfect all the time Mm -hmm. for anybody finding peace in the moment will make you feel a lot better I love that (laughs) I don't even know if that was a happy quote but it was a good quote (laughs) so good I love that that's actually really cute I've never heard that before um okay from the top you played hockey growing up and (laughs) do you think that's what made you interested in being a ringside reporter just like interested in sports in general um it was definitely that but it was like also the influence from my brother and my dad so my dad played college hockey at Boston College he was a goalie and then I think it was really my brother because I was like around for my brother's experience and he was just always like oh like you're Eddie Ellis like you're so like he was just like the man when we grew up and I just idolized him so much and thought it was the coolest thing and always try to hang out with him and his friends and then once he got to got out of high school and started playing hockey at Harvard it was like he was with legit hockey players and then they started playing in the NHL and I just thought it was like so cool but I also really liked how I never like fangirled over them 
And that's when I was like, maybe this is the job for me because I knew I wanted to do media, I knew I wanted to perform, but I was like, I don't fangirl over professional athletes the way that other people do. And I'm like, I just feel like I'm like they're normal people. Like they're not celebrities to me. I'm not like, oh my God, can you sign this? And I think it's just because of how I grew up around like professional athletes so much. So I feel like that was like a big reason why I got involved with it. Cause I was like, hmm, maybe I'm just like the person that's cut out for this. Mm-hmm. I remember when they were interviewing people for the manager job at BU, they just kept saying like they really want to f- find somebody who like fits the vibe of the organization. Then I like understood like they're not going to hire a super fan. Mm-hmm. Like once I got in, I was like, I get it. Like you're around these people 24 seven, you're a member of the team. So yeah, I would definitely say like my upbringing had such an influence on me wanting to do sports reporting I remember my mom would always say like you're gonna be a news anchor one day I'm like I hate the news the news is always so sad everything's so depressing they just they start the news with like the bad the bad stuff going on in the world I'm like mom why would I ever want to do that then I would see like sports reporters and I'm like oh that looks so fun like that's so cool like she's the only girl surrounded by men and she's on the jumbotron like good like female empowerment like okay queen Mm -hmm. so I think that's what like sparked my interest in sports reporting and then I did it and I loved it but then I definitely just got to the point where I was like okay now I know I love being on camera but I want to be able to show my personality more and Mm -hmm. it wasn't stick to a script stick to a line stick to these three questions like what can your team do better next period I was like no like I want to just like be one of the girls I want to have girl talk I want to give girl advice like And that's, like, what transitioned me into just, like, entertainment media I'd Mm -hmm. say I'm in right now. And also just the competitiveness of the sports media world. Like, if you are not 110% certain that, like, that's what you want to do and you're willing to do, like, the dirt work for so long, then you're not going to make it in that industry. And it's all – everyone was – honestly, the guys in – the. The guy employees that I had in that industry, most of them were assholes. So mm-hmm. I think that steered me away too. Not that I couldn't deal with it. I dealt with it. I was just like, why am I dealing with this? It makes me so unhappy. Like, you guys are just annoying. Yeah. So, yeah. Now I'm with a bunch of amazing people that are, like, so nice and I just love. So it, I'm so much happier now. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm, like, starting over and literally starting from scratch in entertainment media, uh, it's worth being happy and starting yeah. over. Totally. I remember having that conversation with you when you had the idea of your show and you were like, you know, I've always loved sports, sports media, but it was the same thing where you're like, I know I love being on camera. I don't know if I want to talk about like defense anymore. Like, I don't want to talk about hockey anymore. Mm-hmm. And you said like, if I'm not a million percent into it and like so passionate about it, then like, why am I doing this? And that's so good that you could recognize that. Cause I feel like so many people could even be like, Oh, I don't know. Or even if they're like, this isn't what I want to do. They don't know what they do want to do. So that's so nice. You were able to find. And it also like confused me so much because once I started doing ringside reporting, I started getting messages from girls. That's when like stranger DMs started coming. Like you have my dream job. Like, how do I get this job? And I was like, am I taking this for granted? So many people would kill to be in my shoes. And I'm just like not absolutely loving it the way that I did when I first started. Like that initial wave of butterflies was gone. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to do something the rest of my life that I never lose the butterflies for. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not taking this for granted. I'm not going to take this from somebody who would kill to be in my shoes. And that was like ultimately the decision that made me step away. Mm-hmm little bit of a pivot. 
Did you always know that you wanted to go to Alabama? How did that all happen? Oh my gosh. So I don't know if I always knew I wanted to go to Bama. High school Kitty always knew she wanted to go to a party school. I was just a little socialite. I was that freshman that everyone hated because I would go to the senior parties. Like that's just how I was. Um, even my sister sometimes would get annoyed when I like would show up because she was a senior when I was a freshman. And I would show up at the parties and she'd be like, "Why are you here?" And then your friends are here, and I'm like, "I need to be here." Like, <laughs> life of the party, center of all the social events. Nothing's and changed. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so ultimately, socialization was my main priority in high school, and like looking at colleges or and in high school too. Like going out in high school yeah. and then looking to college. I'm like I need a crazy fun party school. Mm-hmm. And also just because of that, I didn't try academically. Like it's not that I was dumb. I've never been dumb. I just didn't care for school. And it's funny, I feel like so many me being like I'm going to turn into one of them. So many successful business people are like I was not great in school. And I'm like that's kind of how I was, but I I wasn't great, but I just, like, recognized. I was like, I'm not going to use this ever. I li- like, one of the biggest epiphanies I had was I had a fight with my math teacher because we were learning about, like, I. Do you know what I is? It's an invisible number. Yeah. What in <laughs> my life am I ever going to do with an invisible number? <laughs> I was like, okay, then give me an invisible A on my test because that's exactly what I'm going to do with this invisible I. Yeah. And that was when I was like, what am I doing in school, in high school? And I just couldn't get myself to like spend time working on stuff like that. So meanwhile, I would be like video editing. That's what I spent my time doing. I wouldn't do my homework. I would video edit like videos on my friends and stuff because that's what I love to do. And I just always saw like value past education when I – like knew it wasn't something I was going to do the rest of my life. I've never, I've never cared about math. I'm like, I'm not going to be a mathlete when I'm older. Mm-hmm. And that was just like literally the reason that I had very limited college choices was because I didn't try. I think my GPA in high school was like, ugh, it, it was either a 2.85 or a 2.9. I think it was a 2.85. And then like I got it up to a 2.9, which like, woo, yeah, yeah, impressive. I know. Thank you. <laughs> um, but once I started looking at schools, Bama was always like a top option for me. I did cheerleading, very competitive cheerleading for a while. And they're very good cheerleading schools. So for a while, I was even considering doing cheerleading in college. And then like University of Arizona and Arizona State, like boom, three party schools had good cheer teams. And I was like, it was the easy to get into. I knew I could get into all three. So those were like my top three. And also I just like, wanted to be bigger than my hometown because I was just like the way that people would like talk about me I was like I need to like do something great because like they like don't think that I can and not everyone obviously but just like the haters and so I just wanted to go to a school that was like cooler than everybody else basically like it didn't really matter if it was like right for me I was just like I really want to go to one that's cooler than everyone and like else. far away and so far away yeah because I was unhappy with like my friend situation in high school I felt like I didn't have a friend group I felt so isolated like literally in high school senior year I swear to god I would eat lunch alone in the library I remember saying that yep and sometimes with my assistant principal so shout out Mr. Sheehan if you ever hear this like he he actually got me through like the worst point in my life when I was like removed from the friend group chats and 
wasn't invited anywhere like every single year we had like a sleepover before the pep rally and like I wasn't invited and like that was like literally when you're in high school that is the worst experience of your whole entire life like feeling like people don't want to be around you and that's exactly how I felt like I literally dreaded lunch every single day because I'm like I'm gonna go sit alone in the library and eat my lunch in the library and it was just like the hardest thing ever so it was so easy for me to be like I want to get away from here And the only thing that like even made me question it was just because I had such a great relationship with my family. If I didn't have that, I probably would have went to like a different country for college. But Mm -hmm. I was like, I need to stay in the USA just for my family. Yeah. But I think I think it's a lot easier to leave when you don't have something pulling you back all the time. So it was like fairly easy for me to only look at call. I was so uninterested in any colleges in my state or like even in the Northeast And so I think that was, like, the main factor of why I wanted to go far. (sighs) Not me about to cry about high school. I know. (laughs) But, um, Bama, the the reason I ultimately decided Bama over the other schools was because when I went to Bama, one of my friends, a year older than me, went to Bama, and she showed me around. She brought me out and, like, introduced me to her friends. So I was like, I feel like I know someone here. If I go here where Arizona and Arizona State, I didn't know anybody there. And, like, that was, like, the big difference between the two for me. And that's what set me apart. And that's, like, another reason I created Chicks University is, like, I want everyone to feel like they know somebody going into this school because that's literally how I picked my first college. Mm-hmm. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. And then you transferred after your freshman yes right Mm -hmm. and can you talk about transferring like when why you transferred are Mm -hmm. you happy you Mm -hmm. transferred so when I was going to Bama it was funny everyone was like you're such a sorority girl like you're so bubbly you love to go out like and I was I was like oh my god I'm such a sorority girl had my heart set on the sorority at Bama and then got dropped first round by almost every single house because my GPA was so low I didn't know that was a thing. No one ever told me that was a thing. Like, I didn't know first round was GPA cuts. And like, from high school? Yes. Like I don't think I knew that either. It's like, That's crazy. It's like two, the, at Bama, it was to go through recruitment, you need at least a 2.8. But then every single house has a minimum GPA, and they don't reveal the minimum GPA. And most of them, it's 3.0. Mm-hmm. So I didn't reach it. And they meet thousands of girls first round. They don't remember anybody. It's literally just your GPA's first round. So I got dropped by like almost every single sorority. Then I joined one and I was just like, it was just so not, like they weren't my people at all. I had no connections with them. I literally just joined just to try to join one. And then I just like watched like one of my friends get into like the top sorority. I watched another one of my friends get like dirty rushed into another top sorority and like didn't even go through recruitment. It just like, oh, and then in my sorority, like I never even got a big, like my big didn't show up big little reveal. No. And then like everyone else was getting presents. I wasn't getting presents. I literally was just having the worst experience. Wait, that's so sad. Oh, it's so like they were like every single day. It was like a new gift that like, that like gives you like a 
teaser about who your big is and mm-hmm. I would literally go to the house just to, like look for my gift and I wouldn't have a gift that's so sad <laughs> so sad you know wonder you transferred traumatizing it was so traumatizing Hello. and like everybody else just seemed like they were having so much fun and like finding their groups even like within the sorority with my friends from home that went to Bama and I was just like what am I doing wrong mm-hmm. and then um right at the beginning of it was Col- the Thursday of Columbus Day weekend unexpectedly completely out of the blue got a call from my parents that my dad had been diagnosed with stage three colon cancer and that was just like completely changed my life um I immediately flew home I missed homecoming decorations my sorority tried to find me thousands of dollars for missing homecoming decoration when I literally had to fly home for my dad's like life-threatening surgery so that was the end all be all for me I was like I'm dropping like I dropped the sorority immediately and I literally was like you guys can go f yourself sorry happy hour I know but (laughs) um that's awful are you kidding no like I I genuinely think I had the worst experience ever which makes me so sad because I know I could have had such a good experience Mm -hmm. and I just like didn't solely because of my GPA so it's like GPA does matter Mm -hmm. but um then I ended up finding my friend group. I became friends with like the cheerleaders there because I was a cheerleader. I had a couple friends there. And, but like every single month, like once or twice a month, I'd be flying home to go see my dad who was going through treatment. And like that, like, like I said, that it was so much easier to leave if like you don't have something like pulling you back. Like that was really pulling me back. So immediately Mm -hmm. I started looking at schools to transfer to because it just felt like everything was going wrong there. I actually applied to Quinnipiac. It's funny. We have a joke with my family that I've been accepted to Quinnipiac more times than anybody else. I applied going into freshman year. Then I applied after first year of freshman year at college. And then I applied after second semester freshman year. No way. I applied to Quinnipiac and got accepted three times, which is <laughs> absolutely. And then I didn't even go. So okay, I'm they sorry. really wanted you. Quinnipiac admissions. Like, I'm sorry, sorry for whoever dealt with that. But, um, so I... Like, knew I, I, like, really wanted to transfer, but then I was like, I can't transfer after full semester. That's, after first semester. That's not giving it a full try. I encourage everyone to give their first school a full year, and I did that. Ended up finding my friends after second semester, but then at the time, I just, we didn't really know how my, like, my dad was finishing treatment. We didn't know if he was going to have to do it again, and that was really pulling me back at the time that I had to, pick if I was going to transfer or not and then I found out I got into BU and that was a school that coming out of like high school I was like there is no freaking way I ever get in I didn't even look at it I literally didn't even look at BU because I'm like (laughs) like they literally came and we're like yeah you need a 4.0 you need all these extracurriculars you need to be absolutely perfect and yeah and I'm like okay well it's nice to look at like it's a fun logo to look at I found out I got into BU and they have absolutely amazing comm school. I knew right off the bat I was going to be able to work for the hockey team because I had a connection with one of their coaches from my brother playing hockey and I wanted to do sports media and I was like I have so many connections with hockey in the northeast like what am I doing at a southern school in in Alabama with no hockey at all. Mm-hmm. So that is why I transferred. There was a lot of factors. It wasn't just like me not finding my friends. There were so many things pulling me, but I will say I'm very happy I gave it the full year I did because as a school itself, I really did like Bama. And I went back and visited my friends in March and had so much fun. And I was like, damn, I would have had so much fun here. But 
I'm so glad that I transferred because my life is the way that it is right now for a reason. All of the people in my life are here for a reason. So I, I don't tell people like not to transfer. Like I hate when people are like don't transfer. Sometimes you just pick the wrong schools. And if you have a dream school, it's always easier to transfer in than it is mm-hmm. in high school. But give your first school a real shot because mm-hmm. – no one's you happy never first know. semester. Nobody, anyway. n- no, no, literally, no one makes their f- real friends first semester. Like mm-hmm. it takes a while. So yeah, and also I just want to say my dad is now three years cancer free. So mm-hmm. just in case anyone was like worried, I just got chills. He's okay. Thank <laughs> you. I love you. But yeah. Um. But that is why I transferred. It wasn't just I got dropped from all the sorority houses. Yeah. I didn't no, like because so some girls do that, and I'm like, and that made so that much wouldn't sense. be enough to get me out. Yeah, like with all your connections, like you said, in the hockey world and obviously ultimately your position, like how you ended up when you, this just made me think when you were going to be the manager of the hockey team, were you, did you have your sights set on like, okay, I know I want to be the ringside reporter. So like, this is the stepping stone or were you just like the manager position sounds fun. Like you didn't even think about the ringside reporter. It's actually funny. I didn't know it existed because I'd never been to a BU hockey game because my brother went to Harvard and my Mm -hmm. dad went to BC. So we were anti BU and then once I started working for BU and I got the manager position, I asked the director, I was like, is there any way I could edit hype videos for the team? And she's like, oh, I don't know. You'll have to talk to our social guy. So I talked to the social guy and no one had done hype videos for the team up until that point. Oh my gosh. And this is like 2018. And I was like, you guys don't have hype videos. I looked at the Instagram. They had nothing. So, so I would sad. go to, pra- I went to practice and made them hype videos for practice, which is like hype for what? But I did just because I loved video editing. That's, I feel like every time I do something, I discover something else I love. So I loved video editing. And then he started like liking my videos and then he would repost them on the main account. And not, and I was like, oh my God, I made it. Like, I'm like, this account has like 18,000 followers. Like I just made it in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then I realized that the games, once games started, I'm like, oh, they have like a reporter. Like she's on the Jumbotron. That's so cool. So I started talking to her. And then after, at the end of that year, I kind of caught wind that she was looking to leave. She um, ended up going to an NHL team. Mm -hmm. And she started to coach me on like her job. And then once the time came that she leaves, I went right to her boss, which was the social guy. And I was like, hey, this girl literally just trains me. Like, I'm her protege. I'm like, I know every single guy on the team better than anyone else. I'm best friends with them all. Like, let me be the ringside reporter. And he was like, okay. That's so nice. And I, I had no on-camera videos to even show at the time. So I just, like, really lucked out with it. Positions like that is just, like, you need to know on the inside what's going on, which is so hard to say. But it's, like, there, there will never be, like, a job posting. Like, hi, we're looking no. for a ringside reporter. Like, it's just not a thing. Got to get your But I didn't know. No, I didn't know when I was going to be the manager that that was going to be my position. Like, no one has ever switched from management to media like that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's – usually when you're in management, you stick with it. You go to, like, directing – and media usually go from like behind the scenes editing and then like some people go on to camera so it was definitely like a a unusual jump that I had but I'm so glad that I did both because now I know so much about managing if you can manage 32 d1 men's collegiate athletes you can manage anything Mm -hmm. that's what I say now (laughs) okay you're gonna be a great mom (laughs) oh god no we are not going down that road (laughs) okay so 
Can you talk about the moment? It was your, I was going to say it was your senior spring, but it might have been like right as you were graduating because you graduated the semester early when you were like, okay, not interested in sports reporting anymore. I know we kind of talk about this. Like, I want to do my own thing. Like, what was your outlook and mindset? Because I feel like a lot of people will have that moment where they're like, you know what? I think I want to do my own thing and go out on my own. Like, how did you get from like having it be a vision to doing it? I feel like a big part of it was genuinely seeing like the success you had with YouTube that I was like people fall in love with you and you're just yourself Mm -hmm. and I was like that is so cool and then like just really seeing like how TikTok people were like their full-time jobs are tick like that it was it was really the time when like people were starting to blow up on TikTok and become full celebrities from it Mm -hmm. that I was kind of like really evaluating my position with um hockey reporting and like also another thing is that it did become a conflict of interest because I had after working for the team for three years at BU a lot of the guys go play professionally and a lot of my guy friends were in the NHL and it's like so weird for me now because like I'm a Bruins fan but like I'm not the diehard Bruins fan I used to be because I have friends on other teams mm-hmm. and it's like I don't even root for like full team successes anymore I root for my friends yeah and I just feel like to be like a reporter you need to be like a diehard for your team like not just root for your friends and that was just like I don't know that was something that was interesting to me and then also just like I don't know it, it just it was my like community in college but I I really think it's similar to like when girls are in sororities and they drop it by senior year like I felt like I found my group I found my thing and then I was just like I don't think I'm like the next step for this would be the NHL and I'm like do I really want to move to a new city to do like more hockey or like maybe become a hockey reporter I don't I don't really know what like the big moment was but it's just like you you know when you start to fall out of love with something Mm -hmm. and I I started to fall I started to see it and like I would always get butterflies before my on hit, on air hits and like I had a live broadcast and like I didn't have the butterflies that I once had mm-hmm. like the community around it changed all the people that I was working with changed the team changed and I just was like that was a big thing is because there's so much fluidity with like hockey and any sport with like teams moving and people moving and stuff and it's like I think I was in love with like the program and the people that were there my first couple of years and then like I just like because of COVID didn't have the connections that I had my first couple of years and then I was just like that like wasn't if like I feel like it's like when you say you loved rowing but you loved rowing with Lucy yeah you learned you didn't love rowing I genuinely feel like it was the same thing Mm mm-hmm it almost seems like COVID helped you sort of focus in on what you did want. Because you're like, yeah. wait a minute, now that I'm like separated from this for a moment, I don't think this is what I want. And I also anyway. just saw like how replaceable I was. Mm-hmm. Like all the, like the, I used to be like literally like the team sister. And then I was just like, oh, like they got like new girls to hang out with. Like they have all new friend groups that they hang out with. Like it's not our girlfriends anymore. It's like mm-hmm. new girls and stuff. And I was like, there's like guys on the team that don't even know who I am. Like, that was so weird to me. And then I was just like, damn, I am so replaceable here. Like, I don't even think if I left, like, the people here would care anymore. So it's just like, that's, like, so sad. I was like, that was my family. And I was like, oh, I guess it was the old team that was my fam. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. When you start to fall out of love with something, you you can see it and you can feel it. And I I was just lucky that I knew what it was that I actually wanted to do. Yeah, totally. So we kind of touched on it. 
Mm-hmm. You have the best family ever. I'm like the biggest Ellis family oh. fan. And well, my family is the biggest Gretchen Garrity <laughs> fam. They're, they all have FOMO that we're together right now and they're not here. I like, have FOMO actually. that I'm not related to them. But I know they're so supportive of you and you can touch on that. But I'm just wondering if you have advice for people on like how not to care what certain judgmental friends, family members may think if they're going to go do something out on their own like you did, like I did. Because it's scary And I feel like that's got to be just, like, the number one roadblock when you want to go do something on your own, start something new. Even when I was, like, 15, it was, you know. I am just so fortunate, and I will always be the most fortunate for my family. Like, they're the biggest blessing in my whole life. Every single one of them has just always been supportive of what I do, no matter what it is. And they are like the people that convince me to do everything and then now it's like my circle too like it's my boyfriend it's you it's like my closest best friends and I don't know I've just like done multiple things in my life where I take risks of people judging me and I think the more I do it and the more I know that people are judging me I like get more used to it and then I'm like who cares when you lose touch with the people that are judging you, it's so much easier mm-hmm. to, like, get through it and be like, I don't care. I don't care at all. But I don't know. Like, my parents have – like, my family see me go through everything. They see me, like, go through, like, breakups. They've seen me lose friends. And it's just, like, so – it's hard on everybody because they get so close to everybody that's close in my life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's always just, like – It is, like, everything happens for a reason. It's, like, how can you grow from this? How can you adjust from this? Like, clearly, you don't need that in your life. You don't need this person in your life. Like, you're going to be okay without it. So I think if, like, you're you're dealing with, like, an unfortunate situation or, like, somebody who's unsupportive, it's – you really do just have to find the people that do support you and hold on to them and really believe in yourself. Because if I didn't believe in myself that my show – from my basement was going to land me in a recording studio in New York City at Barstool Sports. Why would Dave Portnoy believe me? Why would Erica Nardini believe me? Why would anybody in the entire world believe me if you don't believe in yourself? Mm-hmm. And like I legit look at Dave and I'm like he did Barstool for probably 10 years before like anybody paid attention to it and now every single person wants to know what he's doing he has a show just about his life he didn't ask for a show about his life he got a show about his life because everyone's so interested in what he's doing if he didn't believe in himself if he didn't go and buy all these newspaper stands and put his newspaper in it nobody would have believed in him Mm -hmm. and I genuinely just like took a page from his book and I was just like I'm just gonna for once be my biggest cheerleader and it just paid off so if it doesn't scare you your dreams aren't big enough and it it terrified me putting out my first episode terrified me and then I got an overwhelming amount of support and it was like the best feeling in the world and I was like damn I can do this Mm -hmm. I know we touched on it on your episode but I want to reiterate here like when Kat first started what we were talking about how girls can be and not just girls I feel like in social media people can be really competitive but we think that it's much better to be very collaborative and we were saying how the best way to look at it is 
sort of like championing your friends and being excited for them and promoting their new venture that they're starting out on mm-hmm. because it is scary and being excited for them and being excited for someone else's success doesn't make your success any less than everyone was like freaking out when I posted that about you everyone's like oh my god this is so true like I needed to hear this because mm-hmm. I feel like people can fall into feeling really like they're comparing themselves to others mm-hmm. or competitive when that's not how it should be yeah it is just crazy like I feel like literally since like I went to like I don't know like middle school I've seen people hate on stuff that I'm doing and then like want to do something similar like it's just like there's room for everybody for mm-hmm. everything that they want to do and the number one thing is to support people when you care about them and you are happy for them because the number one thing I do is like look at the people around me and I'm like are they supporting my decision and if they are I'm like this is the right decision Mm -hmm. like if you're going to date someone new and no one around you is supporting you dating that person like you should really reevaluate it so it's like if if I'm around like a friend and a friend's like oh that's like doesn't sound like a good idea sounds kind of dumb like that crushes me Mm -hmm. so if you support somebody, if you love somebody, if you want them to do well, you think it's going to do well, like absolutely tell them because like words of encouragement mean so much more to somebody than you think that they do. Totally. If, if you see a girl trying to go on like a weight loss journey, like support the hell out of her and be like, you can do this because it's probably so scary for like, I'm just thinking about like a friend I have is doing that right now. And it's just like support the hell out of them because sometimes people don't believe in themselves the way that you might think they do so it's just like your support could be that extra push that they need to make something incredible happen yeah i love that okay since you brought up boys oh let's talk we love boys okay i literally wrote my notes yz (laughs) so king absolute king okay so i want to know from you how did you know, YZ, Jake, Kat's boyfriend, if you guys didn't know, how did you, how could you tell that he was different from other guys? Because I feel like, or could you explain like good attributes for girls maybe going into college to look for in guys, <laughs> maybe especially athletes that like throughout time historically have bad reputations? Yeah. Because oh we found God. the only two good ones. I was, I was just going to say I genuinely <laughs> feel bad because I like stole like the best guy yeah. out of all of them. Like I feel bad for every other girl. Yeah. This is like the funniest thing to look back on. So I guess this is this is really good advice for all the girls listening for qualities in a boy. I was really good friends with Jake before we ever like considered anything romantically. And I was just like obsessed with him as a friend. I genuinely said to him, "You should date my best friend." Wait, I remember this. Like, fully. I'm pretty sure I, like, sent her pictures of him. I'm like, he's the nicest guy ever. Like, (laughs) you would love him. Like, I can't say a bad thing about him. And then, like, later on, I was like, maybe dibs. Dibs. Is it too late to call dibs? He told me that I remember. Because he was like, oh, yeah. At first, she was trying to set me up with her best friend. And I was like... Oh come on! Like he was like, like I wonder if he and me. I wonder like looking back if he was like sad that I was trying to do yeah. that. Like if he was interested, but it's, like he was like no. But it's also a compliment because it's like oh you you want me to date your best friend. Yeah. So I guess that's advice for girls is look for a guy that you would be like my number one best girlfriend. Like I would love him dating her, and yeah. then maybe you should date. Him. Yeah, because um, that means they're a good person. Yeah, exactly. But just like. I don't know like I feel like I didn't even know him that well but we just both were like there's no point to dating in college unless like you know it's gonna be the one like there's no point point." and then 
we started hanging out and had to hide it for a little bit because I was like (laughs) working for the team and I wasn't supposed to which is like so dumb looking back on but it's like it's funny it makes for a good wedding story so it's hilarious (laughs) but he was like so loyal to that and that was like a big thing for me I was just like okay I know I can trust him Mm-hmm. That, like, he's not, like, running to his best friend to be, like, hey, I kissed Kat last night. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was a big thing. And then also just, like, I don't oh, – I wish, like, there was just, like, a, a list, but there isn't. It's just, like, just the way he treated me and talked about me. It, like, no other guy had ever done that before. Like, mm-hmm. he was he was never, like, you're so hot. Like, he was just, like, you're genuinely the most beautiful girl I've ever seen in my life. And it's like, like, like everything he would say to me would just like make me cry because I was just like, I have never been talked to the way he talks to me. I've never like he, he just wanted to know everything about me. He like cared about me mm-hmm. and such a sweetie, like literally the sweetest person ever. I remember like my dog died and he was like the saddest person ever for me and was like, I'm com- mm-hmm. like, I'm coming over right now. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, it was just like, everything was so genuine. You could tell and there was never... Not once, two years later, have I ever questioned another girl mm-hmm. and his intentions with another girl. He's not, never even made me think it. Like, his best friend's list on Snapchat is, like, me and his guy best friend, and that's it. Like, it's, like, he never needs to talk to another girl. He never needs likes another girl's pictures on Instagram. I've never, ever felt questioned by him. All Like, everything, he's all in on me, and mm-hmm. that's just, like, literally the best feeling in the world. So, I mean... I guess that's something you wouldn't really know early on but like as you go like there were no red flags ever mm-hmm. ever and once all the other guys on the team like found out that we were dating there were two guys who were literally like my big brothers like I told them everything and they both individually separately pulled me to the side and one of them was like I'm happy for you like I'm actually happy for you I didn't he was like if it was any other guy, I would kill you. <laughs> but I'm happy for you. And then the other guy was like, YZ is the only genuinely good guy I've ever played hockey with. Mm. And I was like, oh. I'm not saying the other guys aren't good guys, but I'm just like, I know I picked the right one. And also yeah. I cheated because I was the manager. So I got to just sit on the bus and listen to how other guys talked about girls. Yes. So I like knew the guys that were scumbags right like off the, the bat. Ones. I was like, okay, this one's out. This one's out. Yeah. This one's out. Like one of them literally was just like screaming about a girl he hooked up with the night, the night before. And I was just like, ew. Like, no, like boys are nasty. like, I literally heard all the locker room talk and then he never contributed. He was never a part of the locker room talk. Yeah. And I was like, okay, maybe he's a good one. You're like, I'll do that one. Yes. I'll pick that one. Thanks. So I actually got to just like. Pick and choose. No, but that was never that was never my intention. That sounds like I was just like looking for him the whole time. But <laughs> it just like literally happened organically from us being absolute best friends and then turning into dating. And like he still is my best friend. Like when we're together, I'm like, you are my best friend. Mm-hmm. But I'm also in love with him. So yeah. it's just I just I don't know. Makes I got so lucky better. and I will never ever be able to say I didn't get lucky. And he also just supports like all the crazy ideas I have and like the wild dreams I have. Oh, Oh my god! Also, has never ever ever gotten jealous of me or been intimidated by me. That's a huge thing that guys who are insecure will do. Mm-hmm. Is if you're 
like hanging out with other guys and stuff like I legit work in an office with so many guys like he is so happy for me couldn't mm-hmm. be like less intimidated by it. if it's another guy like he probably would have been like why are you going to Barstool Sports like why don't you go to like a girly company like yeah. that's what like toxic insecure guys will do is like they gaslight you and make you feel bad about hanging out with other guys like he couldn't care less he's like oh can't wait to meet them yeah so supportive. so that that's something to look for in a guy is like see I don't know. I guess some people are just jealous. He, 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 we're just, like, not a jealous couple. We genuinely just have all the trust in the world with so each other. Trust. And it's just, like, if we just, like, didn't feel the way that we feel right now in the future, like, I, I would be, like, just break up with me. And, like, he would, like, he, like, it would just be the same thing. But, like, we're not going to do that. But it's just, like, <laughs> if you lose feelings from, like, just break up with them. Don't be toxic. Don't, like, gaslight. Like, it's just all trust here, which is just, like, the best thing in the world. Like, it's truly just the healthiest relationship. I know they should like be so sweet to you and care so much about you and like what's going on in your life like it should scare you I think that's a good a good sign yeah he literally he (laughs) just wants to know everything like every single day when I get home from work now it's FaceTime he's like okay what'd you do it like what'd you do all day I want to know everything he watches everything he's like Mm. he's like oh my god I saw you he's replying to my Instagram stories of you right now (laughs) exactly like every every single time someone like one of my friends posts a picture of me he comments and he's like she looks fire like fire emoji (laughs) like yay he's like he'll be he'll legit text me now he'll I saw you in the background of one of Barstool's videos. I'm like, oh, what was I doing? He's like, you just walked by, but you looked so cute. (laughs) Okay, that reminds me of that saying for girls listening that are like, I don't know if he likes me. I don't know if he cares. I don't know if he's like a good guy. If you're confused, it's a no. Yep. Because if they like you, you will know. Yeah. You won't be confused. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the first time. He, he like, indirectly told me. I think he was scared because, like, we weren't supposed to date and he didn't know how I would feel about it. And I was, like, so, like, no. All the time. Like, I was, like, no to everybody. Mm-hmm. He was, like, I was talking to my best friend about you. And that's when I was, like, oh, you were talking to your best friend about me. Ooh, <laughs> la, la, And he, and I was, like, oh, really? What did he say? And he said his best friend said, you always smile when you talk about her. Aww. Yep. That's so sweet. Yep. And I'm pretty sure his guy best friend, who's now like one of my guy best friends too, like still has the screenshots from those messages. Like he's going to be the best man at the wedding. And mm. I'm saying this like we're engaged or not at all. <laughs> but he's going to be the best man at the wedding. And he's like, oh, I have, I already have my speech ready. <laughs> like they, like it's just like the best thing in the world. <laughs> I feel like so much of what you're saying about you and Jake reminds me of me and Max. Like I feel like yeah. I heard those similar things like from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And that's how you know it's just like. If they tell their best friend about you, if they tell your family about you. Or you, like, hear from their family, like, oh, my God, they're so happy. Like, I've never seen them smile. Yeah. And you're like, woo, that's all me. (laughs) You're like, I know. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) I do my best work. Thanks. Okay. So this is a question that, like, everyone hates to get, I feel like. But Mm -hmm. this is the last question for you, Kat. This one by so quick. Okay. So where do you think you see yourself in five years I want to know all the things I want to know like where can we expect you goals with your show where do you live do you live with I was about to say why is it do you live with Jake like what is to come I'm really using this time in my life to put my dreams first I follow this guy I forget what his name is he's like a very inspirational speaker like everyone knows his yes what is it Gary V Gary V and I really listen to his advice I don't I don't know like what credits him I think it's just that he gives a lot of advice yeah but he is just like he always like interviews people he's like how old are you they're like 22 25 29 he's like you are so young 
if you double your age right now, like you're still half of what a normal lifespan is. Like you are so young. And he's like, your 20s are the time to try out your biggest and wildest dreams and see what happens. He's like, you don't need to get serious. You don't need to be saving for your home. Like you don't need to settle down. And I've really been listening to that. And I'm like, in my head, I have it so engraved that like I am diving all into the things that I feel like I've been waiting for my whole entire life. And that's what started this week. And that's why I'm so happy this week is like, I genuinely feel like this is what I've been waiting for and working towards my whole entire life. And it's just starting to come true. And every single day I have another, oh my God moment. Like, oh my God, like my dreams are coming true every day. Oh my God, my dreams are, last night I was crying. I literally sent you you a Snapchat crying, just being so excited. And I was just like, oh, my God, I'm on my CEO's podcast today. Oh, my God, I'm recording my own show that I started in my basement today. And I just hope I stay this hungry in five years. Like, I hope it never goes away. I hope the drive to grow as a person and get bigger and better and, like, a more genuine human being never goes away because that's what I want to do. If I had to, like, actually pick a career – I just I would I think I love entertainment I mean I thought I loved all my other jobs before and I ended up not but I really I just love talking to people I love getting advice from people I love giving advice to people on things that I've experienced and I would love to continue that I mean I think I really think Chicks University is going to blow up and people are going to fall in love with the show but five years like I'm going to time out I'm going to be too old for college people are going to be like who's this old lady So, you know, it'll probably, whether someone else takes it over in four or three years or whatever happens to it, if it's just kind of, if I covered every single school in the world and then no other schools need to be covered and I go on to, I would love to start like end goal, a media company. Mm -hmm. I think it would be so cool to start a media company. I would love to have my own talk show. That's Mm -hmm. just, I talk about whatever I want. And I mean, I basically do right now, but it's also curated towards college and life in college. I'm having girls on to educate about college. Like just like one that's literally just about me. I think that would be fun. I don't know if anyone would actually care to listen to it, but I think that would be fun. Um, I hope I'm supporting Jake in the NHL because that's his biggest dream. And I just want that to come true for him. Mm -hmm. And I hope I have a dog. I want a dog so bad, and I hope I have a nice vacation home to get Ah. away from all the drama that my family can come to and my friends can come to and everyone just be happy at. Okay, I'll be at the vacation home. I'll be there. Oh, I know. You might be like a freaking – you're going to be like a wifey by then. I hope I'm at your wedding in five years. That's where I hope I am in five years. You will That would be great. (laughs) Okay, and you're getting a golden retriever. That's going to be friends with Brody. Yeah, I'm going to get a girl, and then they're going to get married. <laughs> and they're going to get married. We're all going to get married. We're all going to get married. Yeah, Three yeah. weddings at Oh, once. all at once. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah, that will knock off some of the price. <laughs> we can all share. Where do you think you're going to be in five years? Oh, my God. I have no idea. You saying all that, I was like, wow, she's really thought this out. Like, I would never even I think. really haven't thought it out. I'm just like, my life changes so much, like, year yeah. to year, that I'm yeah. like, five years. I, I want to just, like, absolutely, like, blow up in the best way possible fast so that's Mm -hmm. why I'm like that would be great yeah I've never even oh also what I really I it's like one of my goals to actually act in something I want to go back to acting at some point in my life I started talking to like an acting coach for on-camera presence just for my show but like 
if I ever got like a cameo in a movie, that would be like incredible. If I like sit in the theater and watch myself, mm-hmm. that would make like six year old cat's dreams come true. Uh, and then like go to an award show and after party. Okay, you're like manifesting all of this by putting. Well, it into I'm the like world, I, I, I haven't like. manifested anything since I got here because I'm like my dreams all just came true. It's time time to find new ones. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so basically when you're walking down the street, you're going to, like, run into, like, a movie set, and you're going to be on the movie. Yeah, I hope so. Perfect. Maybe with, I don't know, I'm trying to think of, like, my dream person to be on with. I don't know. I love Ariana Grande, though. <laughs> she'll be there. Yeah, maybe she'll get back into acting. And and then she'll be a guest on your talk and show. And then I'll, I'll dance. We'll do, like, a dance video, <laughs> and I'll just twerk, and then we'll be good. And that's me in five years. And that's Cat, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. <laughs> I think that's everything we've got. Is there anything else? That's you literally want to add? everything you've ever needed to know about me. And yeah. I have food allergies. And then that's everything you oh, need to know. Yeah. About me. I have food allergies. Um the sesame and the pasta. The sesame and tree nuts. Yep. It's really severe. The pasta. Be safe sauce. about and serious about food allergies. Yeah. When Jake made you that pasta. Oh, yeah. I had an allergic reaction. Jake eye. had to stab me. I had to go to the ER. That was so sad. That feels it's like sweet. yesterday. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> um, yeah, I genuinely think that's it. I'm the happiest I've ever been, and I hope everyone listening to this mm. finds some inspiration to go and, like, chase after your dreams no matter how crazy they sound because now it's like all these people are like, oh my god you're so lucky I'm like no I worked my ass off for so long to get to this point and this probably sounded like a crazy dream to you a year or two ago and like look where you are now and look where we're gonna go baby manifestation all over again (laughs) (laughs) anyway I hope you guys are catching all the inspiration and happy vibes from this yeah me too okay time to go get a drink okay yeah (laughs) and pasta Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed. Kat was like the best guest ever. Again, you know where to find her. Chicks University. Can't miss her. Like she's all over. She's everywhere. (laughs) She's on the TikTok. She's on the gram. She's there. But thank you guys so much for listening. Yes. Make sure you follow and subscribe to Chicks University and Kid A. Yeah. (laughs) Love you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. Happy hour. Gretchen's the best person in the entire world. (laughs) You better support her. You better be nice to her. Um, You better love her with your might or I will come for you. But say happy cutie pies. (laughs) Happy (laughs) pies.